Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast, a new week and a new thriving woman on my side here. Her name is Jennifer Deal from Durango, Colorado, and um, Jennifer is a board-certified holistic nutritionist, owner of the Riverbend Ranch in Colorado, and founder and love curator of Curate, a line of organic all-natural products for the home, bath, and body. Everything the company makes from tooth powder and deodorant to laundry detergents is made locally at the Riverbend Ranch, which she and her husband bought in 2017. For Jenny, this business is built upon the gift of love, and she's on a mission to share this love with the whole world. And I'm so happy to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited because... um, Actually, this is something that, um, you know, none of the women that I've had on the show so far has been doing. And um, it sounds like a really, you know, great, um, great story that you have behind it, which I really want or I'm eager to share with everybody. And so even though I think the business is still, let's say, relatively new, um, your Mm -hmm. journey really began... uh, like a lot a long time ago around 17 years at least I think and so sure. yep. what has really happened in your life that you know made you create this completely different path for yourself because going from a nutritionist to um well creating your own let's say product um of a product line of, you know, beauty products and, you know, things for your home is something completely different. So how did it really start? Yeah. So thank you so much. You're right. It did start um, probably 17 or so years ago. And what happened then was my mom um, in 2002 was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and She was, at the time, 54 years old, so she was very young, and for a few years prior to that, um, you know, she was going through menopause, and we thought, this is just normal, her uh, sort of um, being disoriented or having some memory loss, Um, but it continued to get worse, and so we did take her um, to be tested, and she, well, they, they they said that she had a form of dementia, um, mm-hmm. that it was most likely Alzheimer's, but you actually um, cannot know that it's Alzheimer's for sure until you have an autopsy um, mm-hmm. after they passed away. So um, that was determined after she passed away. But mm-hmm. but anyway, after that time that she was diagnosed, um, uh, her, uh, 
her lifespan after that was five years. She lived until she was 59, and uh, she died in 2007. So <clears throat> that whole journey just completely changed my life because mm-hmm. once my mom passed away, uh, I had I had a daughter. My daughter was 11 months old when my mom died, and then the next summer um, we were fortunate enough to have our son. So I. I had these two little babies Mm -hmm. at home. Um, My mom, you know, was gone and it was a very hard time for me. Yeah. So, and I should also mention that leading up to the birth of my children, uh, the births of my children, uh, I experienced many years of infertility and miscarriages as well. Mm -hmm. So I was also having my own personal Mm -hmm. uh, health problems as well, not being able to conceive and you know, being tested as so-called normal, but nothing was happening. <laughs> so that's not normal. Um, yeah. But anyway, so once my mom passed away and my, I had, after I had my son and my mom had, had passed away the year before, I really started questioning why that had happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was kind of far enough removed from it having been, you know, a year or two after um, cause when you're in it and you're going through it, it's, it's sort of like, um, you, you, you're out of, like out of body. Like it's yeah. so weird, um, to like see my mom and what happened to her and have her completely lose, you know, her mind and then yeah. lose her bodily functions and, and basically revert back to being, you know, an infant, infant. Yeah. Um, and, um, and ultimately what happened to my mom was that she, she starved to death because she stopped eating and she stopped mm, drinking. Wow. So she had, she just all systems just completely shut down. And that's typical in an Alzheimer's patient. The actual Alzheimer's doesn't kill you, but the, the what happens to your body is your brain completely, you know, um, mm. shutting down. So that's what happened to her. So, you know, having watched that firsthand um, was a, a living nightmare, you yeah. know, to me. And so, once uh, once I was sort of removed from it and could look back and reflect on it, um, it really hit me that I don't want this to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to happen to my siblings. Um, I have three siblings, and, you know, the scare of that is real. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> with these two little babies at home, I was blessed enough to be able to be home with them Um I just started researching. I started researching. I wanted to know why this happened to my mom, how it happened to her. Um, How could I prevent it from happening to me, my siblings, you know, Mm -hmm. anybody I know and and love or anybody in the world? (laughs) You know, I didn't want this to happen to anybody because it's a a very horrific thing. And it's horrific no matter what time in your life it happens. Mm -hmm. If it's earlier in life or later in life, it's, it's never a good thing. And I just knew there had to be answers out there because mm-hmm. we went through the conventional medicine medical system mm-hmm. and how they treated my mom was, you know, with a pill mm. and it only made her very sick. It made her very nauseated and throwing up and it actually made her deteriorate even faster. Mm. And they, we know we were told there's nothing that we can do. And so we were all in that, in that world. And 
I just knew there had to be a better way. Mm-hmm. I just knew there had to be. So I started, you know, researching Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, all sort of, all sorts of neurological and degenerative diseases. And that's ultimately what led me back to school and led me into holistic medicine mm-hmm. because I learned that there is a huge correlation between toxins and chemicals and disease. Mm-hmm. And namely, that there's a huge correlation between aluminum and Alzheimer's. Mm. And so, and aluminum is in a lot of things that we're consuming, that we're yeah. putting on our bodies, and it's, it's everywhere. And so, once I uh, learned that, uh, I could really look back at my mom's life and see the correlation between aluminum toxicity in her life and uh, her, her Alzheimer's. Mm. She, you know, we grew up, I grew up in the 1980s. Uh, when I was a kid and, you know, we ate everything out of a can. And that's really mm. when um, processed foods became really big and convenience foods came really big, um, became really big was in the 80s is when it kind of started. And so, it was, you know, microwaves were really big then. Um, I mean, they still are, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but microwaves were, you know, the way to cook. And um, another huge thing for my mom was that she had a mouthful of amalgam mercury fillings. Mm. And what happens when we have those fillings is that they leach into our brain. And so especially when you drink a hot beverage, but you don't even have to do that. But when you drink a hot beverage, it's even more so mm. that the, the, the chemicals are released um, from, from the fillings. And <clears throat> so, um, but it happens all the time. And my mom just had a mouthful of them. And those are super, super toxic. I, I certainly recommend that anybody who have mercury fillings, amalgam fillings, get them removed. Um, but only by a bi- biological um, or a holistic dentist because they can cause a lot of, you can get mercury poisoning um, if you just get them taken out without uh, the right care. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah. So that's a super toxic thing. <laughs> and has, has health or let's say nutrition or any topic in this regard ever been, let's say, of importance to you before the incident or the the um, yeah the experience you had with your mom has it ever been a thing for you no i i have to say that um before uh really before i i went into holistic medicine and i i learned about these correlations i didn't have a second thought mm. um i you know, I mean, I would say I ate healthy, so to speak. You know, everybody knows they should eat eat more fruits and vegetables, yeah. right? And so you always try to do that. But um, I really didn't the, – the correlation between um, what you put in your body, on your body, what you think, all these things, I didn't really um, – I didn't really know about it until, mm-hmm. um, you know, until after my mom's passing – and, um, and I learned and I went to school for it. And, uh, so that's really what really changed my life was that, that time where I learned all this, it was so eye opening. Mm. Uh, where do you to, think to see the correlations? 
And where do you think that that urgency around this topic of health and nutrition kicked in after your mom's passing? Has it been, and that maybe throughout, you know, her having that disease, has it been just like overwhelmed with dealing with the situation? Or what do you think was the reason that right after it was just like, you know, something waking you up in a certain way? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, it was just kind of this, it was really this nagging in my heart, mm-hmm. I would say, this this nagging feeling that I had that um, that I just knew that there was more information out there that mm-hmm. I needed to learn. Um, and I think because one of the biggest things for me was that I was really sad and hurt Mm -hmm. that my mom was not going to be there to watch my kids Mm. grow up and even though my daughter was born while my mom was still alive my mom never knew she was Mm -hmm. already gone mentally Mm -hmm. and my mom knew of the the years of struggle that we had to have kids and so she would have just been over the moon um so excited and so I think when I had my my when my kids were really young um with babies I really missed my mom so much because she wasn't there when I gave birth. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a first time mom, you, you look to your mom a lot to, to say, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it was that feeling of my kids being really young and just that overwhelming missing my mom that really, really, I said, I need to take this grief and this pain and turn it into something beautiful. Mm. And I don't know how exactly, but I'm, I'm just feeling this unsettled, this feeling of being unsettled Mm -hmm. that I need to learn. And so it was just this, this gut feeling, this something in me that was just Mm. like, you need to learn and there's something more um, out there. And so really I attribute my whole journey of my um, health and wellness and this company to to my mom. Mm. That's beautiful. And um, so, after you've let's say educated yourself on those on those topics and got to know more about you know what what really is correlated with each other or how things really influence impact us. What have been some of the biggest changes in lifestyle that you personally experienced through through it? Yeah, um, there, there's been a lot. Um, certainly, there's some big life changes that have happened. Um, we, we started, uh, we changed our whole um, eating habits, for example. We changed from... Uh, the standard American diet of highly processed foods and fried foods and mm-hmm. um, all of that to eating organically. Um, we eat a plant-based diet, so we we um, we don't eat animal products. Um, I will say that in and of itself is probably one of the biggest things that has helped me um, with health issues that I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, I had 
I had adult acne um, mm. until I stopped eating dairy. <laughs> so, and it just went away. Um, so certainly uh, changing, completely changing the way that we eat, um, eating organically, eating plant-based, lots of raw fruits and veggies. Um, so that was really huge. Mm. And then the next step that, that um, kind of happened organically mm-hmm. after that was looking at what we're putting on our skin mm-hmm. because our skin is actually our largest organ. So, you know, I'm thinking about what am I putting in my body, what's going into my liver, kidneys, my brain, all of those very important um, organs. And then when I probably relearned, I probably lear- learned it in third grade, but relearning mm-hmm. that our skin is our largest organ and it, it's absorbing, you know, what we're putting on it. Yeah. Then I start looking in my cupboards and in my cabinets and seeing all of this, all of these, um, you know, all of these products that are, you know, called poison control or, you know, toxic and all mm. that. And here I am with two little ones and I'm going through this journey of changing what I'm eating. And I'm thinking, well, that just makes sense that, I mean, I need to change what I put on my body yeah. because that's also that's also going um, right into my bloodstream. So those are really um, two of them. I would say the third thing that was really a change for me was my mindset mm-hmm. and what I'm thinking and not realizing um, how powerful my thoughts are. And what am I what am I telling myself? Mm-hmm. What am I saying to myself um, about my worth? and who I am and all of that. So, um, you know, that's what I love about holistic medicine because it's mind, body, spirit. It's about everything. You can't just pick out one piece. Yeah. Um, it all, it all works together, you know? So, um, food is one piece, you know, what you put on is one piece, your mind is one piece. It, it yeah, all has totally. to work together. So and do you I would have- say those are three big things. And do you have any, let's say, recommendations, you know, for example, with your diet? Because I'm sure that there's many people out there who would love to to make changes. But then even including myself, like I would like to. But then you just, you know, I I personally find it so difficult to just, you know, change everything. It's like I don't even (laughs) know what should I cook. You know, I can buy those things. And then like, what do I do with it? Like. Do right. you have like maybe simple things that you can recommend for people, you know, on like at least starting out on the path um, to help them with that lifestyle change? Sure. Um, so for me personally, I'm kind of an all or nothing girl. So I, I know not most people work that way. So for me, uh, you know, literally one day my husband comes home from work and I have thrown out all the cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> all the shampoos and he's like what are you doing and uh so anyway but I I and I same with food for me too I I as soon as I I knew I was going to go on a plant-based diet um you know everything else got thrown out but I do understand and I coach people for years and I understand that that is not the norm yeah <laughs> most people need step by step and you're right it's it is about taking baby steps and of course we've always heard that You know, eating more fruits and vegetables is what we need to do. And that's certainly a great first step. Mm -hmm. And I would really recommend people eating organically. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't I don't know how it is in Germany, but here in the States, 
you know, most of our crops are sprayed with pesticides yeah. and herbicides. And that's certainly not a healthy thing to be eating. So I really recommend people eating, you know, food from local farmers that you know aren't spraying or that are certified organic or growing your own. That's the best. <laughs> Grow your own. And I really feel like, you know, a good first step for somebody would even be just to grow a little tomato plant. You know, it's really amazing when we connect with the food that we're eating and that we really see where it comes from and mm. not just from a package in the store. So, you know, I, I tell people just go buy a little starter plant of tomatoes or basil yeah. or something that you like. Mm -hmm. And even if you, even if you live like in a apartment and you don't even have a balcony, you can grow it in your window mm. on your, you know, your on your shelf. sink. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And so I feel like that helps people make a connection with their food mm -hmm. and, you know, or go visit a farm, go visit a nursery where they're growing food, pick your own. And, and again, it's just sort of making that connection with the earth and, and the food, but certainly incorporating, you know, I don't like to tell people you shouldn't eat this or that mm -hmm. because, you know, to me, that's sort of a, just a negative way to go about yeah. it. Let's think about what we should be eating mm -hmm. and eat a lot of what you should be eating. And then you may not have room for what you shouldn't be eating. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. So, you, you know, and, and I know a lot of people that, that eat, say, the standard American diet or eat uh, less than optimal diet are, look, are addicted to the salt because there's so much salt in processed foods. Mm. Um, or, you know, dairy is very um, addicting. So, you know, trying to, to steer away from cheese, it's really hard sometimes for people. So I just recommend to people eat more foods from the earth. Mm -hmm. If it's grown in the earth, it is good. Eat rice, eat beans, sweet potatoes, potato, regular potatoes, mm -hmm. um, fruits, vegetables, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it, it is like you said, taking, um, where do I start? Just take mm. those baby steps, you know, just think about your next meal and just add one more, one more thing in that's, that's from the earth. Um, you know, and I always say fruit is the best fast food ever because <laughs> it's super easy. It's, you know, you can just grab a thing of strawberries or raspberries and pop them in your mouth. Um, you know, an apple, just eat it, you know, eat it whole. And so fruit is the best fast food. I always say when you need a little snack, grab something sweet, grab that fruit. It's really, really good for you. So I love those um, steps. And I think sometimes it's, it's like probably this, this overwhelm with wanting to make this drastic change and then, you know, be, I mean, not being able to do it because, I mean, your mind is just programmed to to behave differently. And so you mm -hmm. have to combine a lot of, let's say, education, willpower, etc. But willpower is not going to work if your mind <laughs> is still in control. So I love the, you know, just add one thing step by step. And then right. you rather, you know, want to take maybe six months or one year or whatever and get there instead of wanting to do that in a week and then fall back every time and you exactly. know, think that you're a loser for not being able to. Yeah. And, and can I just say something yeah. real quick in regards, in response to that, Olga, is that that's, that is so key what you said. 
we should not beat ourselves up. A lot of people, they try to make this big, huge transition, and then they they fall back, Mm -hmm. and they, you know, eat a double cheeseburger from McDonald's or whatever, you know, whatever their fallback is. And they start to beat themselves up, and they sort of give up, and they say, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't do it, I'm not strong enough, whatever. And here's the thing. You can always make a good decision next time. You can always come back. So don't ever, ever beat yourself up for you know, slipping, slipping by or eating something that isn't optimal because really we just need to do that most of the time. Mm, (laughs) I mean, you just got to keep, so, so don't give up if you, if you, if you feel like you had a A bad bad moment day, exactly. Like you're still that awesome person that wants to make this change and just keep moving forward. So just baby steps, just take, take, Keep taking those baby steps. Yeah, absolutely. And so what have been then your baby steps going, you know, <laughs> coming to that point of, of uh, actually founding Kurate? Yeah. So, so you threw everything um, out of the house. <laughs> your husband didn't have anything <laughs> to it, shower girl. with. And then <laughs> that's right. You got it. That's, that's what happened. Um, and I did. I, I threw everything out. My husband said, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. So I, yeah, I literally um, started making my own soap, uh, true lye bar soap, like grandma used to make. Um, And I I taught myself how to do that, took a couple classes how to do that. And I really just fell in love with making stuff and realizing that I could choose what ingredients I want to put in. Um, I, I choose ingredients that give life that you know Mm -hmm. give nourishment and so I started making the bar soap and um you know we started using it and I started giving it to friends for gifts and Mm -hmm. everybody loved it you know they love homemade soap all of that and then I just started making products I just started making my cleaners I started making laundry soap so yeah those were my baby steps whereas I just was like kind of making the next thing Mm -hmm. and kind of saying, what else can I make, Mm -hmm. you know, or what do we need? Oh, we need Mm. dishwasher soap. Okay, well, I can make that. So I would research and I would make it. And, you know, it wasn't so, it wasn't necessarily that easy. I probably made 40 different, you know, deodorants Mm -hmm. before we settled on the deodorant that we now sell. Um, So it's always that, uh, development stage Mm -hmm. so we just kept taking steps you know we'd make something and maybe it wouldn't be quite right consistency or whatever it is or the quite you know whatever the balance of what we wanted and so we'd make it again by making one little baby change you know Mm -hmm. and so that's really how it developed so over the course of about four years um, I just kept kind of adding to my my line of things that I was making and you know people would would say wow you could you know you could sell this you could really do this and I think what really hit me was that I really wanted to educate people Mm -hmm. and I think this is a great platform to be able to educate people on uh, living healthy and and again, not only what we eat, which I'm super passionate about, but then that next step of what we put on our body, yeah. on our largest organ, our skin. And so I found I saw it as a way that I could bring a 
um, what we think is a very high, super high quality product, products to people. And, you know, when we say to them, hey, you should make these changes, and they go, well, how? Well, then we have the solution for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I found, you know, I found that starting um, Curate was a way that I could honor my mom, honor everything I had learned mm -hmm. and continue to learn um, with the correlation between toxins and disease. And then, you know, bring a, bring a wonderful solution for that because we, we pride ourselves on bringing the highest quality ingredients in our products. And um, we're always listening to feedback. We're always trying to improve. Mm -hmm. And this is stuff that I use, you know, I am not going to sell something that I myself am not yeah. going to use. And I can tell you, I have super, super high standards. <laughs> you can ask anybody I know. I have super high standards with what I eat and with my products. And so I just feel, um, I feel blessed and honored that, that others would, um, you know, would look at our products and, and agree with, with what we're doing. And so educate us a little bit, like why, I mean, probably everybody can understand you know why why the food that we eat is so important and how that can make a big change and even though realizing oh my god you know my skin is actually my biggest organ you know why is it so important for our well-being our our health maybe even our appearance or the let's say the health of our skin uh, to put like to care it to yeah to give it the care with the right ingredients and the right products like what what is the difference that those um, right products can create for us? Sure. So definitely using, um, I would say, your your mainstream products. For mm -hmm. example, if you're using um, a lotion, for example, that you, that you buy at the store and it has this laundry list of ingredients that have, you know, words that are 24 letters long <laughs> You can't pronounce. Um, most of the time, this is not a good thing. These are man-made chemicals that a lot of the times the reason that um, you can buy things like that so inexpensively is mm -hmm. because these, these products are, you know, a lot of them are derived from petroleum, um, from gasoline, you know, things like that, that they can, they can um, buy in large quantities at a super super cheap costs, which is why a lot of times you can, you know, buy stuff um, at your regular store for really cheap. But if we think about it, I mean, just think about petroleum for a minute. Yeah. Um, petroleum rubbing on your body and getting into your bloodstream, <laughs> you know, that's not a good thing. We, I think we can all, we can all realize that our bodies were not made to break down yeah. chemicals like that. Um, going back to what I said before, our bodies were made, you know, to be fed foods from the earth. So these man-made chemicals are really causing, um, liver toxicity in our bodies because everything goes through our liver. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> when, um, for example, somebody drinks too much at night and in the morning, their eyes are all bloodshot. Mm -hmm. That's telling you it's your liver working hard to get mm -hmm. rid of all that. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with um, these chemicals that we might be putting on our bodies uh, or cleaning with 
and breathing them in is that they have to then, then be released out of our bodies. Our bodies can't use them, so they have to be released from the body. So mm. it puts an enormous stress on our liver. And I will tell you that our liver is what causes aging. So our liver mm. really has to be cared for, has to be, we really have to be mindful of what we're putting in our body, on our body, because it all filtrates through the liver. And the liver, if we're not taking care of it, can cause all sorts of issues. And really it's, it's most of our sickness does stem from issues with the liver. So really it's that liver toxicity where all these toxins cannot um, easily move through the body. Our bodies were not made to break them down. Mm. So that's really the main thing with, you know, and of course there's, there's over 80,000 chemicals out there. Um, and uh, in the U.S., only 11 chemicals have been banned from uh, beauty um, products and stuff, whereas in Europe, over 1,500 have been banned. Um, so they're a little bit more progressive in that. But still, there's still a whole host of them out there that are just, Either we know they're not healthy, we know they're toxic, or we're sort of the guinea pigs. Yeah. We're, 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 the test, we're the test animals here um, for, for these chemicals. So um, really it's that our body just is not made to break down these chemicals. So what, what we've done instead is we use, you know, all ingredients that you can pronounce. You can look at our labels and pronounce them all. You've probably heard of them all. Um, and they're not only not toxic, but they also are life-giving. We have, mm. you know, we put certain ingredients in certain items for, or certain products for a particular reason. You know, for example, in our, um, in our sunshield salve, we have something great called carrot seed oil. Mm -hmm. And what carrot seed oil does is it's really great at fighting free radicals, mm -hmm. um, at fighting inflammation. So uh, if you have like sunburn or you have you know some of that going on the carrot seed oil goes in there and it helps to sort of um you know find those free radicals and neutralize the body mm. so it's it's things like that ingredients like that in our products that that everything we put in there is it's for a reason and again it's not only not toxic but it's it's life-giving and you know i really love that when when you I mean people can't see your face right but I can, <laughs> I can see it and I I think you can hear it in your voice really in the tone of your voice that when you start talking about you know the products and you know wh what great benefit you know it can cause and it's like you, you can just hear the the passion behind it <laughs> and you know the care and so um What was the most, I mean, you, you, so you've been working continuously on improving, you know, the products for yourself already. And what was the moment when you said, okay, you know, maybe the other people are right. Maybe I can actually start a business with it. Like, hey, I'm going to do it. Like, what was that moment for you where you said, okay, let's, let's just do it. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if it was one moment. Yeah. It was probably, um, it was probably a, a series of events. But I would say that probably the biggest thing that happened to me, actually, was my change in my mindset. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I would say, you know, years ago, I, I would have thought, oh, I couldn't run a business. I couldn't start a business. I couldn't be successful mm -hmm. at that. And it was really that shift in my mindset where I realized that 
I can do this. I, I can do whatever I want mm. to. <laughs> you know, I, I, I gained um, self-confidence. I gained, I, I realized my self-worth. And so it was sort of, it was really that because it was really my mindset. And then it was like, okay, so, hey, what do I want to do with this? What do I want to do with my, um, with my um, confidence in a sense, yeah. like that, you know, and I think I will say this as, as a child and growing up, um, you know, a lot of times, and I was certainly like this, I wanted to be 15 different things. I wanted mm -hmm. to go and do and this and that. And then as we become adults, we sort of get kind of, you know, pushed down by the world. Yeah. Well, you have to live in this bubble. You have to do this. You have to X, Y, Z. And now you do this. And I think, you know, I was caught up in that. I was in the rat race. I was mm -hmm. just spinning the circle and just doing all that. And it wasn't until I stepped out of that mm -hmm. that I realized that, you know what, I, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I, I could, I could run my own company. Um, that was super appealing to me. I always wanted to be my own boss. Um, and so I think it was, it was just that, that I was working on these products and I was realizing, you know, not from, not to sound egotistical, but that I had a great product that I really, um, you know, cared about this, that mm -hmm. I really, um, wanted to make a difference. And really it all goes back to my mom and that I wanted to educate people. Mm. I wanted to educate people that, you know, our bodies can heal themselves, that, you know, there is a better way. So, um, so I don't know that there was one moment, but it was certainly a shift in the mindset where I said, I can do whatever I want. And so what do I want to do? <laughs> and what actually, because, um, I mean, if, if, if you're willing to go a little bit deeper into this, because I feel this is so important and this is why I'm also, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm also, also pushing like this podcast and this is really the message that I want people to have, like to gain this courage, to gain back mm -hmm. the self-belief that, you know, our conditioning, our growing up, the society and, you know, whatever people around you, you know, caused or contributed to that, not cause it, contributed. Uh, right. So what has helped you gain back this confidence? You know, you said you were able yeah. to take this little bit of a break from this rat race. Like what specifically would you say happened that that helped you with this? Yeah, um, that's really great. That's a great question. I totally agree with you that um, so many of us are in that, that lack mindset or yeah. that mindset that, um, that the unbelief of, mm -hmm. of, of the ourselves. And so, um, you know, I'll be honest. I just, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I listen to a lot of people that motivate me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I read a lot of books and, um, I, you know, I meditate. I, I pray, I, I just go back to who I am as a person and that um, I believe none of us are here by accident, that we yeah. are here for a purpose, that we each have a purpose. And that's what makes the world so beautiful is we all make the world go round. And so really it's surrounding yourself with people who build you up Yeah. People who um, cheer you on. You know, I love the little saying. It said, um, real queens 
fix each other's crowns. Yeah. And I love, I love that, that because I don't feel that I have competition. I, I don't want to have competition. I want to, I want to lock arms with other people who um, are doing good in the world and so that we can bring this message out. So mm. uh, back to your original question though, um, a lot of, um, a lot of that, you've got to hear it. You've got to, you've got to hear that you are worth it, that you mm. are, um, that you are special, that you are unique, that you are powerful. And so it's, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you listening to? Mm. Um, words are so powerful. Yes. Words are so incredibly powerful that if somebody is always beating us down, then that's what we're going to believe. We're going to yes. believe we're no good. We're going to believe you have to follow, you know, what everybody else does. Yeah. And, um, and not even that, it's just, you know, I wouldn't say that that happened in my life, but it was just that, okay, this is what everybody does now, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, like that's just a pipe dream. You know, we all have those as kids. Now it's time to go to school, get a job, work nine to five forever and then retire, and then everybody gets sick and die. I mean, you know, yeah. that's kind of like what happens. And so, it, it, so you have like that where I wasn't personally, I never was really like talked down to, but I was just in this bubble of this is what we do. Yeah, what and was so actually like of, living a fulfilling life all about? Like, what was the idea about living a fulfilling life when you were uh, younger, when you grew up, for example? compared to what you believe to be now? Yeah. Well, I would say growing up, you know, I mean, I had a great childhood. I had a really loving family. And I think that the the idea was that you grow up, you, um, you know, you get married, you have a family, and you work mm. until you retire. <laughs> and then you retire and and you die yeah I mean that was just kind of it you know there was no bigger bigger thing Mm -hmm. and so for now you know now I have huge dreams you know Mm. I mean Curate is certainly one of them but I you know my husband and I we love to travel and you know we love to just live life to the fullest every day and I will say that that is a huge gift that I also received from my mom passing away was that I truly live, I truly try to live each day to the fullest. Mm. And I feel like before in my life, I was waiting for something. I was waiting for mm. Friday. I was waiting for the weekend. I was waiting to whatever. I was waiting to have a baby. I was waiting, 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 waiting. And when you wait so long, then your life's going to be over, you know? Yeah. So, so now I realize that every day is a gift and I don't, I don't wait till Friday. I don't wait till whatever. I try to live right now mm. and enjoy it. And, you know, I will say that out of my grief and my loss, that that's something that's been beautiful that has happened. Um, and I, you know, I wish that for everybody that we would all, you know, live each day to the fullest. And if, yeah. if somebody is in that place where they feel less than worthy or that they're not good enough just to know that you are yes. that you are you're here for a reason you're here for a purpose 
and, you know, find people that will lift you up, find people that will motivate you, find people that will speak words of life to you. And if you don't have that in your in your life, go on YouTube and get on a podcast yes. that tells that, that says, you know, um, that, that builds you up because we really need more of that yeah. um, in our life. We need to, I totally agree. We need to feed our minds like different, let's say different information, different, different mm -hmm. food, really different. Mind yeah. food. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Words are so powerful. Words are so powerful that, um, you know, it, it, it can, you know, I've, I've known people that in the third grade or whatever, they, their, their teacher said they were stupid or dumb and they carried that with them for years, yeah. just one time even. And so, you know, I think you, you got to hear a lot more positive yes. to override the negative. And we've, we've just got to always be mindful of who we're listening to, what we're listening to. I totally agree. And especially, um, if, everybody who's listening maybe you know does not have the chance because it's not only what we hear but it's also what we see and if for example the only thing that you for example somebody who wants to open a business and in your family and your close circle of friends you only see people who work in a corporation you will never believe that this is possible for you you will never believe right. that this is even an option and so right. if you can't at least see it you know really at least go and listen and feed yourself yes. with different words, like you said. So maybe what has yeah. been some of the, let's say, mind chatter, the negative chatter <laughs> <laughs> around fears or, you know, maybe worries that you had? Or did you even have that when you started out on this, let's say, entrepreneurial path? Oh, sure. You know, I mean, um, I, mean I would classify myself overall as a positive person, just mm -hmm. even, um, you know, my whole life. But certainly um even when you have that mindset of you can do anything there's always that chatter mm -hmm. in your mind we all have that i think and so certainly there 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 was that that you know what the heck am i doing you know um there's so many companies out there that that do what mm. i do what you know what things what makes you think you're different um mm. you know you you've never been a public speaker what makes you think you can stand up in front of people and talk um you know or or even just being let down by other people mm -hmm. um will you know in the sense of like oh i thought they believed in me and then they would mm. say something that makes you question that yeah. um well i thought you believed in me you know i thought you were my cheerleader and so um Certainly, there's all that. And that's where we just always have to go back to what we're listening to, you know, because and we're all going to have those times and those moments. But then it's like, okay, if something like that happens to me, then I just need to reach out to, you know, a dear friend of mine who always lifts me up mm -hmm. um, or listen to something positive or, um, you know, uh, with my company, we um, we handwrite on all the boxes. And we handwrite mm. positive messages, and so it's sort of like therapy for me mm. uh, because I will, I will writing on those boxes like it's sending me the message as well as that other person receiving it. So, I'll if I need a little pick me up, I'm like I need to I need to decorate a box, and so I'm writing all these messages that say you are enough, yeah. you are more than you know enough, you are loved, you are deeply loved, you know all these things, and so it's just always going when when those things creep in and they do 
um, it's just always going back to what you're listening to, mm-hmm. you know. And for those people who who are perhaps not even there yet with with realizing their self worth, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want to tell them that they are worth it. They are, and and to to find find people who will lift them up. You know, you mentioned. Um, sometimes like in our in our life in our circle the people who we're surrounded by that's typically what we do as well you know as far as work or or what have you so if we're not surrounded by entrepreneurs or business owners Mm -hmm. then we kind of think maybe that's out of our grasp Mm -hmm. or that's you know something that I can't do and so find somebody who runs a business in your town I'll tell you being a business owner and I now own two businesses that you know if people ask me what I did or whatever, I love to talk to them. I mm-hmm. love it. And so I would say go into go into a store or go someplace and just talk to the business owners mm-hmm. and uh, start surrounding yourself with, with people that you want to be like. Mm. And so, I mean, your, is, is it fair to say that really your company ever since then you, that you've uh, founded it has really like taking a big leap forward? in terms of growth, in terms of, you know, generating, let's say, revenue, um, all sure. those things? Yeah, well, we definitely definitely have. We, we officially launched um, around the end of 2018, mm-hmm. and we had, a, we had a local launch party here where we live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks after that, we launched online. Mm-hmm. And so we have been, we've been selling, um, we've shipped all over the world um you know I have yeah yeah so I will say I'm I'm daily surprised and grateful at the people who are finding us Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I love I love the the internet for that reason Mm -hmm. um you know that you and I can be talking you're in Germany I'm in the U.S. and it's so cool um and so the world is really that small right and so um definitely we are um, we're, we're selling online, we're selling locally, we're going to be in a few markets here mm-hmm. locally, and we are um, collaborating with some of their companies um, online as well, and just being able to meet people through uh, Instagram, through, you know, how we met, yeah. and um, it's, it's really cool. So I would say, you know, we launched at the end of November, it's been um, six, seven months now, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's definitely, we're on the upswing. <laughs> we're definitely, you know, just growing every day. And it's kind of like we talked about with the food thing or the changing. It's yeah. just like every day mm-hmm. taking a baby step as, as to what can I do today for mm-hmm. my business, to grow my business? Who can I reach out to? You know, who can I write a thank you note to? Who can mm-hmm. I, what have you? Um, who can I educate today about something and uh, just continually making those connections because um, it pays off. It pays off. And so what, what do you think are, first of all, what have been the, the biggest challenges so far in starting out this business? Because really it involves a lot of complexity, not only let's say mm-hmm. the logistics, the ingredients, the, you know, the storage, the, like product lifetime, etc. So what have been some, some of the biggest challenges for you, maybe personally starting out a, a new business 
and Mm -hmm. what do you think helped you to really you know uh, deal with them and overcome them so for me personally um my husband and i we own another business so we run at our ranch Mm -hmm. we run uh, an event center and we have weddings and so that business was also new to us last year as well (laughs) so so sometimes we question should we have two businesses, you know? Um, and so that's probably been one of the biggest challenges for me personally yeah. is just life circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody can relate to that, right? And it goes back to, well, I'll wait till this, I'll wait till that. And what I finally realized was if I keep waiting, this is never going to happen. So, mm. um, you know, we decided we're going to do it this time and, mm. We're going to build up our inventory and all that. So certainly um, just just life circumstances, I mm-hmm. think, are a challenge in and of themselves because we all have that, right? Yeah. We all have responsibilities. We all have whatever we have in our lives that we can always make an excuse to not let it happen now. Mm-hmm. So it was just that decision. And so that was probably one of the biggest challenges was actually making the decision that it's going to happen. Mm. And when is it going to happen? And and picking a time frame. It's going to happen by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you that we had done that probably three times before. We had said, it's going to happen now. Mm. It's going to happen now. And it didn't. But that's okay. We just pushed the time frame back. We just pushed the time frame back. So certainly when we were working up towards it's going to happen and then it doesn't, things happen, not everything yeah. came together, you know, that's a letdown. But you know, just get up out of the pity party. It's time to move on. Now mm-hmm. we have a new date. <laughs> yeah. Now we have a new time frame. So, you know, I would say for people that one of the biggest challenges is just to keep going, mm. to keep going no matter what, um, that it, that it will pay off. So if you have a, if you have an ideal in your mind that it's got to happen this way at this time and it doesn't just realize that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Now we, now we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's great because say. even even though you maybe you don't meet your timeline, the thing is you're going to take action and you're going to yep. bring yourself into movement. And so even if you don't go, let's say, as I mean, we all it's usually like we go three times slower than one than what we plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, so true. And that's it doesn't matter. Like you said, the important thing is to, you know, to get there. And uh, mm-hmm. whether you're going to take one week or three weeks or three months, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing I would say, Olga, is that we just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like you can't fail if you just keep trying, you know, where there's going to be so-called failures along the way. Yeah. But to me, the biggest failure is just not trying, mm. you know, it, that's the biggest thing is like, I, I always think about if I don't do this, am I going to regret it later? Mm-hmm. You know, and if the answer is yes, then no matter how scared I am or how, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And it might not be like you said, in that perfect time frame for me, mm-hmm. but overall it's, it's always the, the perfect time frame. <laughs> you know? So I think for people, it's just, it's just keep, keep going, mm. you know, keep doing it because, you'll get there. It'll all come together. You know, I'm just, and I tell myself that every day, Mm. you know, that's something I always tell myself is keep going, keep doing the next thing. And then, you know, at times we'll see those, 
big influx of orders, you know, mm-hmm. all at once. You're like, yeah, it's paying off, you know? And so it's great. And it's like, I, you know, I wanted that to happen months ago, but it happened now. <laughs> and now I'm happy, you know. But, uh, yeah, just don't give up. I know that sounds so, you know, cliche. Yeah. But it's really it's really true, though. Mm. It's really true. Like, just don't don't give up on your dream. Like, don't let somebody step on your dream because it's not their dream. And they probably didn't give it a second thought if they smashed your dream. So don't let somebody else, mm, you know, I take away that. your dream. What do you think um, is really um, important when you look back at your own journey? What is something that makes a woman thrive? Wow, makes a woman thrive. Um, I would say that feeling the sense of power mm-hmm. and not in a, I don't want that to be a negative thing, mm-hmm. but that I have the power to create, I have the power to, um, it being empowered. How's mm-hmm. that? Being empowered to do something. That's probably a better way to put it, but being empowered to, to do what you want to do, you mm-hmm. know, and not be, not be put down by whoever Mm -hmm. society or whatever. So just this sense of, of empowerment that, Hey, my, my hopes and my dreams matter. And there's a reason why I have these burning desires. Mm -hmm. And so that sense of like, I can do this, you know, whatever it is. And, um, Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I went another direction on that. No. <laughs> But I mean I I mean this is my my own my own personal opinion, right? I mean and and you can only give yours. But I really do think that this, you know, self self power, self belief, self self esteem and really the courage. For me it all comes down mm-hmm. to the courage. Like courage comes from the heart. And so really allowing yourself Absolutely. to listen to what your heart tells you. And absolutely and so if absolutely if, if there was one message that you could share with all the women in the world that's something that you really want any woman to know like what would that one thing be for you well I would want every woman to know they're worth mm-hmm. they are worth it and they are more than worth it and that um again that Nobody's here by mistake that um, no matter what has happened in your life, and we know that a lot of us, everybody's gone through stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody has. Um, And no matter what has gone on in your life, that if there is something that you need to forgive, Mm. you need to do that because that's really the first step in healing Mm. is that if there's, If there's something that was done to you um, in your life that you need to forgive, it doesn't mean that you need to have a relationship with that person necessarily, mm-hmm. but you need to forgive. And probably even more so importantly is you need to forgive yourself. Mm. You need to forgive yourself. And and really, once you do that, then that self-worth starts knocking at your door and saying, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. So really just telling women 
because I feel like so many women um, hold are holding on to hurt and to pain. And um, I will tell you that I know of women that that kind of hurt and pain from divorce or miscarriage or rape or what have, whatever mm-hmm. it is has manifested into cancer, has manifested yeah. into disease. And so we really have to, we really have to forgive. And I know it, I'm, it probably sounds easier than it is, and I'm not mm. trying to make it sound that easy, but um, there's a great documentary called Heal, H-E-A-L, and it, have you seen it? Yeah, I loved um, it. Yeah, it's so good, right? And um, and it, they talk a lot about, you know, forgiving. So I, I really um, encourage people to forgive those who have wronged you, to let go, not hold on to bitterness, forgive yourself. And um, also say, say positive affirmations to yourself, you know, say mm-hmm. I am worthy. Even if you don't believe it at first, mm-hmm. look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you're going to start believing it. That's true. <laughs> you're going to start. And it's so, so powerful to say that stuff to yourself. And you, I, I know people's like, I feel silly. I feel silly. Well, nobody else has to see you. Just go in your bathroom and shut the door and look yeah. in the mirror and say those things to yourself. And then, you know, especially as women, if we have children, think about what we're saying to our children. We would never, um, we would never intentionally put our children down. We would always want to lift them up. Mm-hmm. And the truth of it is, is that we can't truly love other people until we love yes. ourselves. Amen. And so we really have to love ourselves to to truly love. And, you know, a big thing with curate is it means care for yourself. We really have to care for ourselves first and foremost before we can care for those that we love the most. Mm-hmm. And so I think this whole notion of loving ourselves and caring for ourselves, for a long time I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, Oh, I have to, you know, take care of my kids and my husband and everybody else. And, and I, I, and I love to do that. I do, but it was at the expense of me. Yeah. It was at the expense of my health and, you know, Hey, I'm planning to live a long time and be healthy. I got to take care of me. And that way I can fully take care of those that I love the most. So I just really want women to know, um, how, how much, they are loved and how worthy they are. I love that. And I think really uh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, this is another topic that I feel is so important. And I myself have learned that in the last uh, two years, especially also with having uh, a child. It's like you have to take care of yourself first. And this is not a bad thing. This is not, let's say, an ego. And even it is egoistic, but you have to be egoistic in that self, in that sense. Like exactly. if if you are not healthy, if you don't get your sleep, if you don't eat well, if you know you don't exercise and you take care of yourself, you can take care of others. It's like exactly. I, I always love this example of the airplane. It you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first for a reason. <laughs> it's not just that's you right. know somebody thought oh this is a cool idea. No, it's for a reason, <laughs> and that's in real life exactly. as well. Absolutely. And so if they if there were three things, you know, three pieces of wisdom um, that you could pass on to your six-year-old self from everything that you've been through 
and everything mm. that you've learned about life to be true now, what would those three things be that you would like six-year-old Jenny to know? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. Um, well, I would like my six-year-old self to know that you should never stop dreaming, mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what anybody tells you, never give up those dreams. And I would like my six-year-old self to know that, that there's absolutely nothing that you can't do. If you mm. put your mind to it, you can do it. And so those two kind of go hand in hand. And <clears throat> I would like my six-year-old self to know that if anybody um, does wrong to you or harms you, that you need to forgive them mm. first and foremost. And then forgive yourself if you, a lot of times people who have been wronged, we feel guilty as if we did something wrong. So always live in a state of, this is number four, actually, I'm adding one, but always <laughs> live in a state of gratitude. Always be grateful mm. and thankful um, for all that we have because um, we're so blessed. And when we think about and when we give thanks and when we um, say those things that we're grateful for, it's amazing how more of those things come to us. Mm. So um, it's, again, what we're focused on. So I that's love what that. I would tell myself. <laughs> I love that. And just uh, to add to the to the forgiveness uh, uh, statement, I, I wanted to add that earlier, but now, um, you know, I think sometimes we think, you know, I, I can't for, I can't, I can't forgive that other person because what they did was so horrible. But I think we need to realize that, you know, forgiving is not for them. It's not that you're g doing them Absolutely. a favor or that you're saying, you know, it wasn't bad. Actually, it is for yourself. It's actually quite a selfish thing to do. But you're building up, you know, you're building up those emotions. You're hanging on to those emotions and you're actually harming, harming your own health and body by holding on to those negative emotions. And um, like you mentioned earlier, like energy has a, a, a huge effect on us. And so really by you forgiving somebody is just mm -hmm. something that you do for yourself and has nothing to do Absolutely. with that other person. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more because what we're holding on to is actually hurting us. Yeah. So, you know, and that person, if you don't have a relationship or they don't even have to know, you know, it's just yeah. you forgiving them. It, all, all the circumstances that's individualized, but, but totally could not agree more is we have to do that for us. Absolutely. It's part of that self-care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so how can, you know, how can people buy your products? Where can they buy them? How, how can they maybe get in touch with you to, to work with you? Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Um, so we are online. Our website is Curate for Life. It's C-U-R-A-T-E-L-I-F-E dot com, Curate for Life. That's where you can see all of our products. You can um, send us a message. You mm -hmm. can You can email me directly, Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at curataforlife.com is my direct email. I'll answer any and all questions that you have about anything. <laughs> um, and I've got some, some great people that help me out, too. So you might hear from them. But, um, but yeah, you can go on my website. You can, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, at 
love curate is my handle mm. on Instagram and um, I'm also on Facebook too but Instagram we really um, that's really where we have more more going on on Instagram so Very cool. <laughs> Check it out. Thank you. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, you. Jenny mentioned you can, they ship all over the world. So, really, there mm-hmm. is nothing that, you know, limits you from going out and buying her products <laughs> and, um, you know, doing something to your self care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so, I really appreciate you having uh, been on the podcast today. I, I think it's been so many beautiful messages that are so, you know, important for people to hear. And, uh, hearing them from somebody who's been through it and, you know, has made that, that experience and learning, I think is always even more powerful than, um, like you say, sometimes we hear it as cliches, but I really, I think people who listen to it, I think they can really feel that it is coming from Mm -hmm. your heart and like deep within. And so thank you so much for being a part of this. And I can't wait for people to reach out to you and, you know, get involved in what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was so fun to talk to you. And <laughs> uh, you. I really, really appreciate it and glad that we've connected. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.